This is Bariatric Stories. Hi everyone, this is Rinda and it is already March 2019. Whoa. Well, first of all, I'd like to apologize for breaking the promise I made in January that my goals for this new year was to uh, buckle down and get this podcast moving. Mm-hmm. And I haven't done anything for the past two months, so shame on me. Uh, thank you so much, though, for your continued support in the past two months. Uh, notice I've gotten new listeners and more downloads across the various podcasting platforms that bariatric stories can be listened from. So for a list of platforms on how you can connect with me, it's all available at bariatricstories.com and... You can also get in touch with me. You can find me on Instagram at Bariatric Stories. I try to keep it as simple as possible. So I hope January and February was a great start for you in many ways. And my first question right now is, do you set New Year's goals or make New Year resolutions? Goals or resolutions? Which is easier for you to stick with or yeah, or to keep. For me, I learned over the years that uh, New Year's resolutions don't last for more than three months. Uh, goals work better for me, either health-wise or just other things that you just want to accomplish and really make you feel so much better about yourself throughout the year. Uh, for me, goals work so much better for me to keep and last a little longer, more than th- three months than it would be if it was a resolution I don't know that's just me I'm weird um for me with the new year I started a new job on January 7th um visited my parents in Las Vegas the first week of February which was also the same time it was my mom's birthday and my parents 45th anniversary I love them they can be cute they're cute whatever uh valentine's day was pretty chill for me uh, my best friend got me um a very large hello kitty pillow and a big box of chocolates yes which i'd never get a chance to finish because i'll probably eat four pieces out of it and it it'll sit on the counter for another month or so so that's how it is for me uh question number two no matter where you are in your weight loss journey, okay, uh, how did you do on Valentine's Day? And if you had a great support from your loved ones, whether you're starting, you know, your pre-op or post-op and how your body is afterwards and how it reacts to other sweets, you know, how's your support system and how are they in bringing you um, sweetness from the heart? <laughs> <laughs> or did they cut back on it you know so yeah for me like I said I just got a cute huge hello kitty pillow and a box of chocolates and I'm all good I was happy I was a happy camper okay so I'm about ready to get going on what I really wanted to cover on this episode but first so This episode is first call. 
it's the continuation to upbringing, which I recorded back in October. So yes, I'm finally going to get this episode done, the first call. And the question leading into this is, what was the pinnacle moment or personal event that made you decide on getting more information on bariatric surgery, weight loss surgery? Just that time the switch just turned on, the light switch just turned on, or you just went, you know what? What's what's going to be so bad about going and checking it out already? You know, it's like, whatever. I'm just going to go in, show face, and listen to them talk and scoot out of there and go have dinner. You know, it's just one of those things. So for me, I made the decision to look into pr- the procedure and the program in October 2009 while in a hospital waiting room. That's when I made my my decision, when that switch just turned on. Uh, I was waiting for a relative in surgery for breast cancer. Um, After all these years of my doctors suggesting that I look into weight loss surgery, I finally decided to make that initial call uh, to here in Honolulu, the Queens Medical Center Comprehensive Weight Loss Management Program. And um, that's a mouthful. sure is. They uh, had information meetings every Friday or I believe every other Friday at the time. So I, while I was in the waiting room in another hospital, I called and put my name into the, I called in, gave them my name that I was going to attend. And what helped me the most was that I brought my mom and my auntie to the meeting with me, the same auntie that had her surgery. So it was a few weeks later. Um, that helped a lot. You know, I kind of had cold feet or second thoughts about going to the a meeting and not knowing what to expect, even though they kind of gave me some information over the phone. It For me, it still wasn't enough. But because I had that additional support coming with me and um, it, it helped me to go. So it's good to make sure to bring some type of support team with you, whether it's a friend, uh, a sister, a brother, you know, someone who's seen you struggle with weight loss and seen you, you know, go up and down and whatever health issues you've had and understand why you made a decision just to even check it out. You know, it's good to have someone to go with you. And, um, the other thing is that they will get the same information that you will get if they're going to have questions. You know, you go to a meeting by yourself and then you go home and then you're going to get thrown all these questions from everyone, you know. And it's like, I think you're not going to really want to answer a whole lot of the questions because a lot of them is going to be like, oh, so this and this and this. So what happens and this happens? And I'm like, you know what? Maybe you should have gone to the meeting too and asked the doctors and everyone there and they can answer your question so you know that's what it was you know I brought them because I knew they would ask me so much questions so I brought them and let the doctors and the speakers answer their questions and I just sit there and listen you know uh, the meeting uh, covered the different types of procedures uh, the pros and cons for each procedure I mean any kind of surgery you know, you're going to have to weigh the good and the bad 
in either way. It's it's you know, you hope for the best, but you you gotta go you have to know the pros and the cons with anything, especially if they're gonna put you under. Um, they introduced the program doctors and nurses, cost estimates, very important. And they also had patients uh, come up and show their experiences. They were pretty much recent patients too. Like they had the surgery maybe like a month ago or maybe a few weeks ago, you know. So it, it kind of gives you like a very fresh perspective from someone that's a, that actually just went through the whole surgery and the whole process. So uh, three days after the meeting, um, I made my final decision to move forward and make that appointment to meet with their MD. Um, my PCP was very happy to submit my ref- his referral really quick the moment I told him I decided to do it. And then uh, he then released my medical records to the program MD the moment I gave him my clearance forms. So he was very supportive and helpful in that. Um, any other doctors that you see that handles any form of care, whether it's your PCP or some type of specialist, like a heart specialist, or, um, you know, I had to sleep apnea. So I had to make sure that doctor had to release um, information regarding that. And um, what else did I have? Um, the type of medications you're taking, um, just so the doctors are not going to hit with any surprises. They want to make sure that they have a full workup on you and as much information of your health history to make, um, you know, this whole process to go smoothly. So it's good to know about that. And then um, make sure to contact your insurance and determine your eligibility for uh, pre-op visits, uh, the testings, if they're going to need to do additional testings like lab work, um, I had to do the uh, stress test for my heart and um, surgery and hospital costs because you may be there overnight. I think the longest I've heard someone um, stayed in the hospital after the surgery was maybe two nights or three nights. It depends. I stayed there for one night. I went home the next day, I think. You know what? It was so long ago. Yeah, I think it was one day. I was there for one day. Um, and um, the insurance. Yeah, that's where I was at. Make sure your insurance cover either most of it or then you have an idea, you know, if you have to put money aside for it or, or save money for a lot of the stuff because there's going to be a whole bunch of appointments leading up to, I mean, before you even get your your surgery date, you know, and then everything after that. And also, you know, I kept my uh, employer in the loop too because, you know, I would have all those appointments to keep and the time that I'll be out of work for recovery, which was two weeks. Ideally, the doctor had me out for two weeks. I stayed out for maybe three weeks just to be on the safe side. Um, I learned that at my first appointment with the MD, it was going to be a lot of work. <laughs> More work than I expected, but hey, 
you got to go through the whole program. So I had to fill out a long health questionnaire that covered general health history, uh, psychological, uh, emotional triggers and eating habits, uh, activity level, um, for me, the lack thereof, and my goals, you know, where I want to be, um, goal weight, you know, my ideal weight. And then, um, what is that? Oh, and then after that, I had to make additional appointments to me with the dietitian and the psychologist. And so you're, you're working with three different doctors before you even get your surgery date. And even before that, you know, you, you're going to agree on a goal weight to meet before the doctors agree to set that surgery date. So you already have to start losing weight before you get the date. It's just to show that you're willing to pull in the work and that you're committed and that you're not going to self-sabotage yourself and waste your time and your money and their time and their energy in working with you if you're just going to like screw yourself over with a lot of money and doctor visits. That's just my thinking. So another question is how much information did you need to get at the meetings if you attended the meetings to make your decision to move forward. Um, I took a lot of information from that meeting, from that. Uh, and uh, so did my, my auntie and my mom. So they were very supportive and knew what I was getting into because they got all the information. They got the same scoop I got the moment I got it. So they, they already knew what I was already getting into and helping me out along the way. So how much information did you need to get? at the meeting to make your decision to move forward and did your insurance cover most of the cost or a portion of it so you know if it was a really rough ride financially or you know I had a friend that it, she had her insurance and then her husband's insurance so she had dual coverage so she didn't pay as much as I did for my procedure so you know it's that that kind of stuff you don't think about until after you're in the program. Uh, also, I wanted to get the sleeve. But at that time, it was a fairly new procedure, maybe three to four years old. So my choices was either the band or R&Y. Uh, so which procedure did you prefer? And if the doctors agreed or suggested otherwise? Like I said, I wanted to do the sleeve. Um, I didn't want to do the band. <laughs> I had this thing of having, I had a friend that had a, uh, did the band and she was having problems with hers from the first month that it constantly had to be adjusted. And I, I didn't want to go through that. So, I mean, just for me thinking, I was like, no, nah. I always have to fuss with adjusting the band all the time and, you know, that 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 wasn't for me. So I wanted to do the sleeve, but it was a fairly new procedure at the time. So uh, I ended up having the R&Y because I didn't want to do the lap band. Um, so yeah, the questions that I've mentioned in this episode is going to be at bariatricstories.com. So if you want to let me know what's up, you know, let me know um, if you have any questions or uh, you want to answer the questions that I asked on this episode and uh, the questionnaire is going to be on there 
shortly. If not, it's already there. And you can also share your uh, ex experiences uh, with me at the, you can find me on Instagram too. Shoot. Instagram at bariatric stories. You can find that happy little plate on there. It's all good. So um, actually, I want to keep it. Uh, I don't know, even know how long this is. Pretty short. Now that I think about it, it's a really short one, but hey, short and sweet. It's all good. Yeah, exactly. So if you have any other questions, again, or would like to share your stories with other listeners, contact me through bariatricstories.com. This is Bariatric Stories. I am Rinda. I hope you guys have an awesome day, week, weekend, whatever time of the day or month that you're listening to this. Until next time, be blessed.